0: Now we're switching gears. We're going to talk a little baseball. Baseball, MLB just makes me so mad. Oh, MLB Insider and my colleague at Marquee Network, Bruce Levine, sent out a tweet this week that said announcers have been told they will be doing 2020 road games from a studio or their home ballpark with monitors as their guide. What? Joining us, joining us from his home studio in the shed in his backyard. He sits alongside Len Casper during Cub games. It's our old buddy Jim DeShays. Hello, JD. Hi, Pete. How are you? I'm good. When you uh, heard about this, I'm sure this has been in the planning for a while, but how strange is this going to be for road games? You're going to be in a studio with Len? Yeah, well, we
1: we know we won't be on the road. That's the plan, that they're, they're going to try to limit the traveling parties as much as possible. Um, this is all assuming that we do play baseball this year. Right. Um, so, yeah, so we're going to make an adjustment, and, and that's okay. Um, you know, <laughs> right now I would do a game from my bathtub or, or hopping <laughs> on one foot. You know, as long as we're doing games, I'd be happy to do them. But it, it will be weird. I mean, it's going to be weird anyway, right, do the home games. Are going to be in empty stadiums uh, at least for a time, so that's going to be surreal to begin with. And then uh, when the team's on the road, yeah, we'll have to go to some kind of a different uh, formula, um, you know, either in a studio or possibly in the booth uh, at Wrigley, and just you know, just so we have that ballpark, you know, environment and outdoors. Right. and then with monitor. So, I mean, it's, it's it's workable. It'll be weird. It'll be surreal. But it's, it's doable
0: when you do the game. By the way, we had Len on a few weeks ago. He had a great analogy about not having fans in the stands and doing the game. He said, just imagine a Tuesday night where you have to work the next day. You're in the 15th inning inning and it's 1230 at night. That's what it's going to feel like. There's going to be no energy.
1: Right. Oh, yeah, you're going to have to uh, you're going to, have to push a little bit harder as a broadcaster um, because there's not going to be the background noise. There's not going to be the, the 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 vibe in the ballpark to feed off of. So you're going to have to kind of create some of that and try to create that for the fans watching at home. Um, uh, so yeah, I don't know. it's going to be all new for everybody. Um, I have not yet watched any of these ESPN broadcasts out of Korea. Uh, I know they 're getting some pushback from fans. I think they're too
0: much like talk shows, so okay. i don't you
1: know, i don't want to do that. I want to do a ball game right, right. I, want it, I, I want it to sound like a ball game, and I think that 's what fans want.
0: right that 's exactly what we want. We want, to, we want to see baseball and we want to talk about baseball. Um, what 's it going to be like? I know we, we talked about no energy as an announcer, but think about a player if it 's the bottom of the seventh, there 's two outs, and the ba- bases are jammed, and there 's no fans there, and you walk up to the plate and it 's dead silent.
1: Well, I think it you know, I think it's going to um harken back to when you were a kid. I mean, at least for me when I played high school ball here in the Northeast, um you know, there were some really cold days and there might be like five parents at the game. <laughs> so, and, and we managed to compete and, and play hard then. So, I would think initially it'll feel very weird. Yeah. But after time, it will become, quote-unquote, and I hate to use the term, the new normal, or at least the, the new normal for a while. Yeah. And I think guys will, guys will be able to, to, to up their game, even though there's not a bunch of people screaming and yelling in the stands. I, 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 I'm not overly concerned about that issue.
0: Now, J.D., when you do Cub games, I'm, I'm, I know you're looking at the field, but how much are you looking at the monitor? I'm sure you're looking at the replays, but if you can't see a ball, do you immediately go to the monitor so it's not going to be that much of a change? I go back and forth. I think I think um, as a color guy, I use the monitor probably more
1: than Len does. You know, because he, you know, obviously, he has to follow the ball and call the play. I want to I want to make sure first and foremost that I see the pitch because everything starts with the pitch. So I, I want to be looking at the monitor as the pitch is delivered. So after the fact, I can say, well, he hung him a breaking ball, or he tried to throw a fastball inside, but he missed out over the plate. So that's that's where it all starts for me. And then it's uh, then it's kind of a, a just a game where you go back and forth you know, from the field to the monitor and back. Right. Um, you know, and, and sometimes I get caught a little too focused on the monitor. So just you, know, you, you have to. I guess it's good practice because on um, these road games, that's all we'll have.
0: Is it going to be like uh, when you're at a concert and you catch yourself just looking at the jumbotron and you're not really staring at the stage? <laughs>
1: it's like, hey, wake up! You're supposed to be contributing to this broadcast. Hey, maybe, and, and maybe you would volunteer for this, Pete. Maybe what we could do, yeah, is we'll we'll have a the, the broadcast. You know, the feed will be pumped into the the, the big board at Wrigley, yeah. And we'll have you and other volunteers act out what's happening on the road.
0: Whatever you do, so, I'll, uh, I'll do anything
1: for as, money. as the as the, ball, as the ball hit into the gap. You're out there in center field. And you just take off, run into the right center field gap, and that way we can have that that image of a real real life baseball.
0: Oh nice. And I pull a hammy and then I'm out for three weeks. Nice. We're talking yeah. to Jim Deshays, J D announcer for the Chicago Cubs. So you got the NBA who said, Yep, we're gonna play in Orlando. You got the NHL that are working out the cities where they're gonna play, but they have an agreement. Horse racing started yesterday at Hawthorne Racecourse Course. Uh, major uh league soccer started or well it's going to start they have an agreement major league baseball is the only major sport without a deal jd they're uh, all they're asking for is 11 million dollars from each team and we're at a stalemate yeah uh, the um i, I think the the, the
1: the bigger issue or maybe not the bigger issue but it's a bigger problem for baseball because they have their entire season to play or what whatever constitutes their entire season plus the postseason. Hockey and basketball are almost at the finish line of their regular season. So I think it's a little bit easier um, for them. And I think their salary structure and and there's just a basic agreement makes it a little bit easier uh, for them to put a deal together and go forward. But I'm with you. I mean, I I feel the pain and the frustration of the fans. It seems like this should be a deal they would be able to, to, you know, come to terms on and ultimately I guess the commissioner has the power to say, well, here it is, boys, we're going to play a 50 or 60 game schedule. It's not what you want, but it's what uh, he has the right to do based on the negotiation uh, in March when, when everything shut down. Um, yeah, I just hope they start talking again. It seems like they're on an impasse and nobody really right. wants to talk. <laughs> you know, there's, everybody's kind of dug in in their corner. Uh, there's a lot of distrust. Um, you know, so somebody, you know, you know, maybe something's going on behind the scenes, maybe there's some other people involved. You know, it's 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 so difficult because from the owner's standpoint, you know, the commissioner, he's got big market clubs, he's got small market clubs, he's got medium market clubs, he's got teams with different perspectives. He may have some owners that don't want to play at all. Because returning to the baseball is going to hurt their bottom line more than it will help. Yep, he's probably has other clubs that are pushing, saying, "Let's let's give the players what they want. I just want to get back to playing baseball. I don't care if we play 100 games or 70 games or 90 games. We just want to play." And he's got people in between, and and the the players probably are a little more united in their approach. But I'm sure there are some issues there too, where there are uh, any number of guys that are like, "Hey, let's let's just play. I don't care. Money's not important to me." And other guys that have maybe been around a while longer say, you know, the history of the Players Association. We, you know, we, we hold firm. We're taking care of the guys that are going to come after us. We don't yeah. want to set a precedent of revenue sharing, and on and on and on we go. Oh. Um, and they're viable arguments. They are. They're, they're legitimate. They're fair arguments. Uh, they're good points on on both sides. Um, it just seems like uh, it, it. You know, it, it, it. You know, the notion that they would start July fourth. Um, That seems like that has come and gone, and I don't know that they could pull
0: that off at this point. They need a month. They need a month for spring training. There's no way they're going to start on the Fourth of July. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I think there's oftentimes
1: in these negotiations, and I was a player rep back in the day. Sometimes what is put out as we have to have this much time to get ready to play, there might be a plan B. You know, we and we, you know, we we would prefer to have this much time, but if we get a deal we're happy with. And it means we only get two and a half weeks of spring training. We'll find a way to make that work. So, there you know, there may be some alternatives uh, that are out there.
0: Oh, I hope so. The players want to play. The owners want them to play. The fans want to play. We are all in agreement. All you got to do is settle and make the money happen.
1: Yeah. And, and normally in negotiations, if everybody wants the same outcome, it, it ultimately comes to pass. But, um <laughs> I don't know.
0: There's still some some, tough tough hills to climb. J.D., uh, my producer, Curtis, is a diehard baseball fan. You have a question for J.D.? Yeah, J.D., as a pitcher, given the whole COVID-19 pandemic and everything... How would you be staying in shape if you were still playing today? Would you be throwing every fifth day as a starter? I know for relievers it's a little bit different, but would you be throwing every fifth day? Would you be uh, throwing simulated games? Would you be working on a new pitch? How would you be staying in a a pitcher's shape uh, during all of this when you don't have a a game situation? I
1: I would probably be, at this point, I would be thinking that there's a chance we're going to be called to spring training. Um, maybe in the next couple of weeks, you know, it may not come to pass, but so my thinking would be, I want to be kind of where I am late in the, in the off season as I'm getting ready for quote unquote uh, spring training 1.0, you know, so I'm, I'm ramping up my work. I'm doing a lot of throwing long toss. Uh, I'm getting a catcher and I'm throwing some bullpen sessions. Uh, and I might even be doing more now than I would normally do in a, in a typical off season, because I, I might have to ramp things up quickly. So um you know, and I—I I would imagine some of this is being communicated to players from agents, maybe even from clubs, saying, you know, guys, we don't—we don't have any promises. We're not sure we're going to play, but you know, things are st- starting to heat up. So get a little bit closer to game ready than you normally would. Yeah. Um, you know, say in January, or early February. Let's 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 you know, and and I think it's going to be individual too. I think some pitchers could probably tell you they can go three innings tomorrow. And other guys are going to tell you why I backed way off because I don't want to waste a bunch of bullets because you know, I'm oh, 35 boy. years old and and right. I don't want to you know I want to I want to make sure I got
0: a little something left in the tank. <laughs> if we go to the playoffs, uh, what day are you on uh, Cubs 360 next week on Marquee Network? Uh, I am on Monday.
1: Uh, that would be tomorrow, yeah, and then Wednesday as well. It's a two it's for a week for me,
0: Pete. I think we're on together Wednesday. I have to look okay. at my calendar, but I'm doing Facebook Live right now, and I can't check it out. But you're the best. It's always <laughs> great doing TV with you. I always
1: look forward to it, You always have good takes
0: <laughs> and a far better delivery than I have. <laughs> but you have an Emmy Award sitting behind you. I have nothing behind me on television. <laughs>
1: is it an Emmy Award, or is it is it a, 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 a recast, pump, pass, and kick award? You'll never know.
0: I love it. Uh, Jim Deshays. J.D., thank you. Have a great Sunday. All right, Pete. Curtis, good to be with you guys. All right, take care. That is uh, J.D. Remember, you can check him out on Marquee Network. The show is called Cubs 360, and we're all doing it from our homes. That's why I brought that up, because he has an Emmy Award on the shelf behind him, and I think I have a foam baseball. That's it.